stateside spurs uh tonight it is just myself chris here with colin austin is mia i'm sure maybe he'll pop up at some point while we're talking about this old stuff but uh let's let's be honest chris austin's not popping up austin is literally uh counting sheep in his rem cycle at this moment i'm Uh, trying to i'm trying to give him a little bit of i'm i'm hoping uh, there's hope i'm hoping I'm hoping. No, I'm gonna get it. Not all people are meant to stay up past, you know, 12 o'clock, and it's uh, it's late. It's you know, it's 12 o'clock here in Texas. It's uh, one o'clock there in uh, in DC. Yeah. So, you know, not not all of us are are as young and hip and uh, spry as you and myself, Chris. So, but hey, glad to be back. Definitely missed out uh, on on the podcast mid midweek uh, from the Chelsea game. I was in Mexico City, so only got to see the first half of that game. Um, which I was very like I, I remember I was sitting we were sitting at a brunch place, um, just watching. Uh, I was watching the first half while she was um, my my girlfriend was reading, and I was like the first half ended and we got up to leave because we were going to go to this market. It's our last day in Mexico City, and she said, "How's Tottenham playing?" And I was like, surprisingly, we were like we played really well at half. So anyways, I was gonna like, ask. <laughs> we get into we get into an Uber. I put my like my phone's in my pocket. We're talking. We're uh, on the way to the market. Like we experienced like an earthquake, um, and so we get to the market. About thirty minutes later, I pull out my phone and it's two to zero. And I'm like, what the? Come on. So I had, I, I you know I had to go back and watch the second half when I when I made it to the states on on uh, Monday. Um, but yeah. What a tough performance. Not going to go back into that, but yeah, very, no, very disappointing to. loss, especially with me predicting a victory, but it is what it is. I'll eat the crow. I'll take the, I'll take the loss. Um, I, I was very happy with the first half performance. Um, bummed that we didn't get anything out of that, that first half. And Conte is, Conte is the best center mid in the world right now. So Fair. when you when you can bring him off of your bench, uh, it's, he's going to change a game. So, I can't be mad at Tottenham for that. I, I don't blame uh, Tottenham for that. There were some mistakes made. That corner goal, a fluky deflection. After the second goal, everyone's heads were down. It was game over. It is what it is. Chelsea is my favorite to win the Premier League. Um, there's no shame in losing to Chelsea other than the fact that it's Chelsea. Not at this and point. We hate, and we hate Chelsea. So that's, that's why, you know, that's not an hour and 40-minute podcast, but that's a, a solid week. <laughs> From, from it was me. for me in Austin. It was an hour and 40 minutes. Actually, I shaved some of that off, so it was longer than that. So, real quick, before we get to the main event, thoughts on Wolves midweek? Uh, 
so we have decided, well, we, I've made an executive decision. We uh, are onwards and upwards as always. We are on to the fourth round against Burnley at Turf Moor. I feel like we're always getting drawn away in these competitions, but uh, that's not a bad draw, to be fair. I think that's going to be the easier draw than Wolves. Um, it's going to be a slugfest, but we should be favorites to advance there. Uh, and we need to win a cup. But that being said, I want to spend uh, this podcast. We have, we're going to try to keep this short, 20, 20 to 25 minute podcast. Spend it focusing on Arsenal and Arsenal only. And <laughs> after the Arsenal fixture, we're going to review Wolves uh, in its entirety with Austin, our full crew, and the Arsenal fixture. So my brief, you know, in 10 words or less, it was um, great start to the game. I actually not ten words or less. Give me, give me, give me about thirty seconds. Great start to yeah, the game. Uh, very encouraged by the way we were playing the first thirty minutes, all the way up into the Wolves goal, and then right before Wolves scored, I was like, they, they're just going, like, let's just go into a hack up to zero. That's so important. They scored. The tide of the fixture changed. Their fans got behind them, and we lost control of the game. That's a concern. Um, thankful that we made it through and on penalties super impressed with brian heel i think he is a real uh he is the real deal heel is the real deal that could be the name of this podcast it was an arsenal preview um and lots of improvement to happen but i i love that that, that uh, nuno is going with an attacking mindset in these past two fixtures he's not playing a defensive three midfielders. He's at least playing one attacking, sometimes two attacking creative midfielders. That is important to me. He's learning from his mistakes. So that's my take on Wolves in a, in a very brief synopsis. What about you? Kind of the same. Austin and I had been going back and forth a lot on Nuno's tactics and stuff. I feel pretty good. I do feel in, in agreement with you that he's learning from game to game. And I think we're getting close to finding a lineup that he trusts. And finding the 11 players that he trusts to start every game and the few players that he trusts to come off the bench and be his his mainstays in, in building a squad around. Um, I think we saw something similar with Pochettino uh, as far as him whittling down the squad, finding players that he trusted and wanted to work with. And I like the similarity there. So um, as far as the match with Wolves is concerned, I was... Highly encouraged by the first half for the first few minutes, obviously, going up to. And then the issues came through. Um, but we made it through. I'm not going to drag it on. We moved past Wolves. We get on to the next round, as you said. We're going to Burnley. And we have to be favorites there, which is good. So it's onwards and upwards. It's moving on to another round and another competition. So I- I'm not going to complain about that one. I'm just going to say we did it. Let's move on. And let's look at uh, let's look at the big one. Let's look at Sunday. Um, now, initially, Austin was going to try and get Gunnar Pat to be on the uh, on this episode, but obviously, that's not going to happen at this point. So, let's take a look at some um, some team news specifically around around Spurs and what we have going on going into this game. Um, yeah, if you don't mind, I'll I'll jump in real quick. Yeah, uh, just just to give some context of, of the information that I have. On the uh, the scum from North London, um, that um, uh, my business partner. I'm, I'm in the middle of opening a restaurant with with uh, another guy. My business partner is a huge Arsenal fan. Uh, he has the uh, gunner, the, the cannon tattooed on his cap. 
uh, we talked about it tonight. He is telling me that every Arsenal player is healthy and ready to go for this fixture. There are no excuses from them from an injury standpoint. So that's just kind of where they are. Uh, and they're all, they're flying high. Two victories in the Premier League, back-to-back shutouts, I believe. And then they shut out Wimbledon as well uh, in the uh, Carabao Cup third round. So um, they're going to be ready for this fixture. It's at the Emirates. This is always going to be a tough fixture. It's, it's a North London derby. So that's, that's where Arsenal is uh, from a team standpoint. Anyways, Arsenal is um, definitely ready for this fixture. At the end of the day, here's here's what – here's – it's a North London derby, right? And so what I think we need to be focused on here is we have to be up for it. Right? right. Our team has to be up for this fixture. There is no excuse heading into this fixture that we are not fighting for 90 minutes. I don't want to see a first half dominant performance and a second half collapse. I don't want to see the, the, the opposite. I want to see us fighting for every 50-50, every ball we are going straight for. Um, you know, I want to see I want to see someone take on the Lamella role because we don't have Lamella. Who is going to do that this this game, Chris? Ooh, that's a good shout. Um, honestly, I'm getting the feeling maybe um, maybe Romero could do that. Um, I'm struggling to find who else could really step in and be just that I mean, player Deli, right? gets under the Deli. skin. Possibly Delhi. Actually, yeah. that, that's probably a better shout out at it. Delhi's probably the player I would put in the foil role. Um, just getting under the skin. Uh, I think you're right. I think my main concern is that we go into this match up for it, up for it as a North London derby, up for it as a very, very important three points because as the season has moved on, form-wise, we won the first three, then lost two. Arsenal did the exact opposite. They are are kind of I, I I don't want to say catching their their wind right now, but they've improved slightly since the beginning of the season. They won their last two matches, and that means they've got some momentum coming in uh, as far as league form is concerned. So yeah, we have to come into this match with ready to play a full ninety minutes. I have my concerns because of. Um, because of the Wolves match and how many important players played that full 90 minutes. But I'm hoping that our uh, our fitness holds out and we're able to give a good account in this game. And I desperately, I think we need to win this one. I think it's huge to win this. This is huge. Um, this is, if they win this game, they will be ahead of us at the table, right? Which is and ridiculous. Three, three, three weeks ago, we were first and they were 20th. Yeah. <laughs> so this is why you don't celebrate three weeks. Yeah, this is why you don't celebrate so early, uh, three games into the season. I mean, it was a good start. Things are obviously it's very early days in the in the season. Um, now, transitioning from the Wolves game, like I was saying, I, I'm concerned about the players that we had playing in that game and the thinness of our squad going into this. And is that something that kind of concerns you as well, or are you thinking the team has the fitness? to go straight into a, an Arsenal game on Sunday? I think that we're definitely, that I think the consensus in Austin would agree with this is the fact that like we are struggling with fitness um, to play the way Nuno wants to play. So it's going to take time. That's the thing I want all Spurs supporters to know is, sorry, that's my, that's my, my car beeping at me. That's what I want Spurs supporters to know is that this is not 
he wants to play a different style than Mourinho. So he wants to press, and he wants those players to be fit. It's going to take some time for those players to be fit. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen over two months. He has to get them fit. But with that being said, this is a derby. This is the biggest derby. It's at Emirates, a full house that didn't have fans in the stands last year. They're going to be rocking. We have to be up for this game. So I do think that we, Nuno will go with his best starting 11. With that being said, Chris, who is his best starting 11? Ooh, that's, uh, let's have a look. Come on. Um, right now, obviously, there's a couple of positions I think that pick themselves. Um, Hugo is obviously going to start this game. Uh, Regulon, obviously going to start. I think he's obviously our best left back out of the group. Hugo, obviously our best keeper. Um, I think in the, the center back positions are going to be up for grabs. And I was really impressed with the way that Romero acquitted himself on, uh, against Wolves in a start there. So I would not be surprised to see Dyer Romero start again at, uh, at Arsenal, I think Dyer has the most as far as um, knowing what this game means and being up for it 100%. He's, all, he's, he's never a point when he's not. Uh, I think Romero could be perfect to sit next to him. They did well in the last one. Um, I think Emerson's going to start at right back. Um, obviously, it's not going to be Doherty. And uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tanganga has served his suspension now, yes? Considering the – no, he hasn't. So, yeah, it's going to be Emerson, obviously, at right back. Um, midfield could be up for grabs, but I think he's going to stick with um, Pierre, with Hoybier, with Delhi, and with Ndombele, despite going the 90 minutes. Um, and I think uh, we've just got the, the news today that uh, Lucas is back in full training with the team, so he is up and running. I honestly expect him to start on the right wing with Kane and Son up top. Um, that means that Gio can be pushed to the bench, which means we have someone to come off the bench if Ndombele does tire early on in the game. So I think that's the best starting lineup we can come up with right now. What about yourself? What you got? Uh, um. Sorry about that. Let me fix my audio. This is a. Uh, here's what I got. Here's my starting 11 for this fixture. Let's see how far off I am. I have Lloris starting at keeper. That's a no brainer. Uh, Lloris saved that fixture against Chelsea for me 5 to 6, 5 or 6 to 0. Um, and real quickly, not to get sidetracked, I just want to point out that Dane Levy. <laughs> Give Lloris another two-year contract. <laughs> Delaney is, is not ready to take over this team. Hugo Lloris is still still a top five keeper in the Premier League, without a doubt, in my mind. Give him two more years. If you don't, you are a fool. Can I That's can it. I add on to that? Of, of course. course. Okay. Um, as a as a goalkeeper, someone who played the position. Uh, I think you're right. I think 100% they have to give Hugo uh, a new deal. He is only, I believe, 34 years old at this point. Um, keepers notoriously 
get better with age to a, to a degree. We see a lot of keepers go late into their 30s, uh, possibly even early 40s, and still have a world-class quality about them. It's not like playing out in the field. Keepers just get better with age. They're, they're a fine line. Uh, Hugo is absolutely no difference. Uh, I do think he's a little Sunday league with his feet, but as far as being a shot stopper, there there is there is no replacing Hugo. And I think for me, that's what I need a lot of a lot of Spurs supporters to understand is you're not gonna get another Hugo just right off the bat. You're not gonna find another keeper of this quality and this talent. You're not gonna find another World Cup winning. Um, number one for France, uh, captain. It's just not going to roll in the door. We're, we're going to go through, you know, I honestly expected us to go through one or two keepers. I have a much higher opinion, I think, of Galini than uh, a lot of other I people mean, do. I would love to still sign Galini and let him continue to learn behind Hugo. Right. But he's not ready, in my opinion. No, he's he's absolutely not ready to be thrust in as the as a number one. Um, I would it would be great if he came in and he was, but the Premier League is the best league in the world. And to get past a, a keeper of Hugo's quality, he would have had to come in and really shown something special. And I mean it's early in the season. Maybe he will. Maybe he will surprise us. Maybe Hugo will get hurt and he'll have a good run of games where he really shows us what he can do. But as long as Hugo is at the club, Hugo is going to be the number one. It, it is what it is. And I think we have found a keeper in Bellini who accepts that while I'm here, I'm going to be learning from this guy until, you know, for at least another year, two years. But I think you're right. Daniel Levy has to step up and, and give Hugo a new deal. I was really kind of hoping that they would have already gone into those contract talks and, and got that sorted out before the season even started. But I think there was just a lot of other pressing business that needed to be taken care of. And Hugo does not seem at all bothered by not being offered a new deal just yet. I think he knows it's coming. I think he's probably been told, Hey, we're going to, we'll sit down and discuss this and, and get all this ironed out. Um, if for some reason the club does not offer him a new deal, the I mean the door is going to be wide open. I think a lot of clubs would immediately dive on taking Hugo. I think letting him go, for, especially on a free at this point, uh, unless it's just going to be one of those things where it's just a respect thing of saying we're not going to stand in the way of whatever your plans are moving forward. We're going to let you go. I just hope yeah. the club doesn't do that. I hope that. I think the more respectful thing and the better thing to do for the club and for Hugo would be, like I said, to offer him a new deal and keep him at the club, at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I mean, a sidetrack, but yeah, so Hugo, Hugo definitely a starting keeper. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, this is tough, man, because I think that Tanganga is up for a freaking Darby, man. So I'm going to go Tanganga as right back here. Uh, I know he, he lost his pool at Palace, but let's be honest. Emerson's played three games or two games in the Premier League, and we've allowed six goals. So not, yeah. blaming, that, not blaming that on him, but by no means do I think he has secured the, the right back spot. And because this is a this is a derby and that Tinginga has, um, you know, has his uh, ha has a little bit more passion 
a little bit more hatred towards Arsenal than Emerson may have at this point. I'll go Tanguinho <laughs> right back. I'll go Dyer and Romero again. I think they both played pretty well against Chelsea, all things considered. And then Regulon at left back, of course, because Davies can just uh, never be a never play. It's <laughs> your favorite player. What are you talking about? Yeah, and then I'm gonna go. Um, my my midfield, ideally, if if Tangy can run it back, you know, and I know I have a bet against Tangy, and my uh, just to clarify, my bet against Tangy is that I I just don't know if he can if he was gonna I didn't know if he's gonna stay or didn't know if he could get if he could buy into Nuno's system, but it looks like Nuno trusts him. So I'd go Tangy, Hoiberg, uh, and uh, Delhi as a midfield three. Um, and then Kane, Son, and Lucas up top. I'm not sure how different that was in years. I wasn't. I wasn't. I had to step up for you, a second. You basically picked the exact same thing. The only difference that that came was um, I actually put Emerson in there. I I, I realized now that uh, Tanganga sat out the Chelsea match, so that was his yeah. one game suspension from his red card at Palace. So yes, he is eligible to play in this game. Um, yeah. Injury-wise, from Spurs, looks like we're still without uh, Sessegnon. Uh, Bergvon, not really sure when he's going to be back. Um, I think those are our last two remaining real injuries. And then um, we we should be back to somewhat full strength. Um, that, that leaves us... At least with Lo Celso on the bench to to, mm-hmm. to replace Ndombele if needed, and also Brian right. Hill to come in if Bergwijn's not healthy for Lucas or Son or Kane. Um, so it, it still has some attacking options to change the game if needed on the bench. We have but. more than we've had in the last few games. I'm 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 like you. I'm really impressed with Brian Hill. I think he's young, he's raw, he's but he's obviously very talented. I'm very interested in um, positionally where Nuno's going to put him over time. Because I've seen he came in as a left winger. Um, I think he's spent a small amount of time on the right. Nuno seems to be at sometimes trying him out as a, centrally to to run him as a as an attacking mid in the middle. Um, and that's interesting. He's a creative player. He's quick on his feet. He's not afraid to take a player on, and he can obviously make some good passes. So I, I'm okay with that. I'm just interested to see in the long term if that's where he goes or if we kind of use him right now as a utility forward, just kind of any one of those positions that opens up and just see what he does. Yeah, I I completely agree. So um, let's talk about how do we, how do we win this fixture on um, on Sunday, Chris? What 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 are the takeaways to win this game? Um, for I think for for us to win this game. Number one, we have to, like we were saying earlier, you, we got to come in up for it. I think Arsenal's definitely going to be coming in up for it just because they're with a two-game run, two wins, and I think two clean sheets in their last two games, and then running into us as we're kind of on a downturn. Um, they're going to come in up for it. They're going to come in ready to play. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look through and see what their kind of what their lineup is looking like or what players are in and out for them. Uh, I, I want to say Lacazette has had some issues still after his COVID spell. Um, yeah. So they may be uh, down to just Aubameyang, who has been so-so for them. Um, and then uh, the only player that I'm really worried about is Odegaard. 
And I think he's been still kind of so-so for them as well. Um, as far as winning this game, starting out up for it. Just start out ready to play from the first minute, score early, and be able to maintain that same level throughout the game, or as, at least as long as we can. That's why I really like having LaCelso and Hill on the bench where we can rotate out and still maintain some attacking presence and some creativity. Because if Ndombele can't go the full 90, can't go the full 60 or something like that, if he has to be subbed off, I don't want it to be subbing him off for Skip to come in and, and take that role. And then we go super defensive. And I definitely don't want it to be Winks. Who as Winks is my Davies. Winks is to me as Davies is to you, I guess. It's the best way to put that. Um, but I think we gotta start out with the high pressure and just maintain it all the way through and just not let them get any space to breathe and, and try and score early. I'm just I'm more encouraged now by our ability to create chances if Ndombele's gonna be playing. I don't I don't know how you're feeling about that. Yeah, that and I think that it's time for Kane to show up. I think this is this is going to be a fixture. I didn't mention it, but yes. <laughs> he, he normally starts slow in the Premier League. He started very slow in the Premier League, but it's a North London derby. He's got to show up, right, Chris? Right. He has to. He's got to be big in this game. I, I'm. I've been waiting for him to wake up, and he's a notoriously slow, slow starter, uh, pretty much every season. And then once he gets rolling, he he goes off. Um. This is the perfect time for him to 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 pick it up and start running. Um, so I'm hoping, yeah, he he has to show up. His presence is is massive to that front line. Anytime he goes missing, it immediately you can tell the knock on effect. It starts to pull other players out of position. It starts to make things just kind of fall apart. And I think that's a big reason that we get exposed. Is you know if Kane's not up pressing and running and moving and and providing the hold up play up top then it, it could be a very very long day for us yeah any yeah, uh any particular players do you right offhand any particular players on the arsenal side that you're more concerned about anybody that you're kind of thinking of no i'm really not concerned i guess i guess Saka. <laughs> Is Saka, I think, is is a is a young talent. Abamyang is world class on his day, but um, I'm not really worried about Arsenal. I think that if we play the way we played in the first half against Chelsea for 90 minutes, then uh, this game is is an easy win. Honestly, Arsenal has two victories against pretty weak opponents in the league, um, in my opinion. Um, but I mean, you still have to still have to go those, to those games in the Premier League and right. win those. But um, they have they have proven to. Uh, they do have some confidence about them because they're on a, th a three-game win streak. But at the end of the day, they're, they're still a team that has struggled to score goals. And, uh, you know, our defense has looked pretty good. Look at the Palace game. Yeah, we lost 3-0, but we, we conceded three goals after we were down to 10 men. The Chelsea game is the same way. Like, Chelsea's the best team in the league. The first half, they didn't really have any chances. The second half, they had that header. Um, and we were still in the game until that deflection off of Dyer, which was kind of a freak deflection. Um, yeah, we definitely capitulated after that, um, which says probably more about our mentality. But I don't think that that's going to happen at Arsenal. Um, that's just kind of my, my mindset and my thought process when it comes to Arsenal. I think just looking, I'm, I'm going back through and I'm looking at Arsenal's matches for for what they've done so far this season. And so they started off the season 
two nil to to Brentford. That was a surprise to everybody. Uh, then a two nil bombing to Chelsea, and then that's when they got destroyed against City five nil. They got a red card in that one, and then their two wins coming up after that were uh, Norwich, where they got uh, a one nil win, and then Burnley, where they got one nil. So where I think it looks like both teams, both clubs have been struggling to create any chances for their forwards, any chances to score goals. I'm not looking at their shot stats, though. I don't know how much they're how many their chances they're trying to create or how many how much they're really getting after it. But if you're only getting a one nil against Norwich and a one nil against Burnley. But you fail to do anything prior to that. I mean, there's a good chance you're you're not really creating much. So they may be in the same kind of boat, I feel as we are as learning to to work a new offense or maybe something like that. But this could turn out to be just be an ugly slugfest, if that's the case. But yeah, I, I, I just I wonder if this could end up being one of those games. Every once in a while we have an ugly game like this with Arsenal where just it's almost boring where nothing happens except for the hatred between the two clubs. But if both clubs can't create anything and it's all about defense and both clubs are sitting back and trying to wait for the other one to come in this could be this could be a snooze fest i don't know what's your what are you thinking prediction wise score wise yeah it could be a snooze fest i don't think it will be because i don't think i think that it's a derby notes they're they're gonna be at home they're gonna want to come on down the front foot their fans are gonna be up for it I think we absorb pressure for the first 20 minutes. It's going to be a very frustrating first 20 minutes of this game. Uh, if we can hold that, hold the line, not allow an early goal, then I, I see us winning this game 2-1. to one. Uh, If if they do score an early goal, my fear is that the heads fall, the heads drop, but there's not the leadership on the team that we have been hoping to find you know, the past couple of seasons. And I think this could be a 2 0 defeat if, if they score first. Mm. So, in, 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 for my optimistic side, I'm going to go with a 2 1 victory here. Um, and I think Kane gets a brace. I think this is Kane's coming out party, his redemption party for the whole summer, his entrance into the Premier League uh, to, to start chasing that golden boot uh, again for back to back golden boots. I think a 2 1 victory here for Spurs. I um I'm watching this game with my girlfriend for the first time for a 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. She's planned a date and, and I know that she knows how important this game is. So I know that whatever date we have planned on Sunday is, is including the Arsenal Tottenham game at ten thirty. And um man, just for the sake of, of the well being of the date, I'm really hoping that we don't lose because I don't want her. I mean, I, even with a tie, I'd be okay at the end of the day. It's 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 in a derby away from home, but a loss would be would be hard for me to lift my spirits for the for the remainder of the date. But anyways, Chris, what do you think? I I'm like you. I will sleep okay if it's a draw, but I feel like in order to I think a win here over Arsenal over a, a like you said big North London derby. This is a good chance to to stake something and and to make a statement. I think a win here gives us a real catapult into the next few games. So I think a win is absolutely crucial. Um, I'm actually thinking this is going to be very cagey. I think you're right. We're going to have the first 20 minutes where they really 
come after it because they're at home. And I think we would do the same to them. We would really get after them where we uh, at White Hart Lane. Um, but I think they're going to come after us first. We're going to sit back. I'm far more confident in our defense this year than I was last year. Uh, I'm far more confident in Dyer as a center back. And I see a lot of potential in Romero. So I think our defense is able to hold out. And I think this ends up being a 1-0. I think we end up getting a goal, and then they just can't break us down. But we also fail to get forward again. I don't see us coming up with a whole lot of chances. I just see a a good moment comes, an opportunity presents itself, and Kane's, Kane gets one. And that's what we need to move forward after this game. But I think getting the three points is crucial. So I will take a one nil if that's what happens. So I'm I'm going with one nil. Yeah. All right. I'm you heard it here first. Two two <laughs> two W's predicted here. Um, Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I I think we could go on forever about this fixture because this is a massive fixture. But for sake of it being a late night and um, having a minus having a man, man. we're down a man. It's hard for Austin with the red card after this. Yeah, Austin got the red card, so we're down a man, but. You know, I, I, it was important for us to get this podcast in. This is a huge fixture. This this could be a, a, a season-changing fixture. Right. And you know, in this squad one way or the other. So here's to hoping that Tottenham is uh, continuing to progress and not regress. Um, trusting that I, I still trust in Nuno. I have a, a lot more confidence in Nuno than I did in Mourinho because he is already will, like willing to change some things in the system that he's uh, putting out there based off of um, what happened to Palace. He changed that at Chelsea. He had a very attacking lineup. Same thing here with the Wolves. He came out and didn't care about Cup and didn't play reserves at all. He played a very strong team at Wolves. So I think he's taking all of this very serious, and um, I have hope for Nuno. So once again, I, I think that uh, I'm hoping when we record on Monday night, uh, or probably probably maybe we can even probably record Sunday night. That would be ideal. Um, but when we record early next week, we will be celebrating a victory. And I was gonna say, right track if this, year. if we do mess around and lose this game, please don't make me record on Sunday. Uh, I'll be, at the, <laughs> I'll be at the Cowboys game Monday night. So. <laughs> it might have to be Sunday, but that might be good. We hope you might get our, our, uh, our real thoughts out as we record on Sunday. So anyways, I appreciate you hosting. I know it's kind of been a, a crazy week for me. Uh, thank you guys for filling in while I was um, kind of recovering from Mexico City. Um, looking forward to watching this game on Sunday and uh, discussing this um, with you in Austin uh, on early next week. Cool. All right. So all right. thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, just stay tuned here in the outro. You'll catch all our socials and everything. So be sure and follow us on social media. And also just send us some questions and stuff through Twitter. We definitely want to interact with folks. So yeah. that being said.